Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday and a very special and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. This is The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, and this is a special episode today just for you. It's been said that a mother is a person who's seen that there are only four pieces of pie for five people, promptly announces that she never did care for pie. (laughs) Isn't that so true of the mothers that we know? You know, it's been said that the language of heaven can be found on earth in symbols, hidden messages to help us to see our way to further elaborate and deepen truths that we already know, and to help us to become reacquainted with God's voice. Symbols that really are all around us if we just have the eyes to see them. We can learn so much about life and how to live by observing the world around us. In fact, the Savior used symbols often to convey important truths and to get his messages deeper into his listeners' hearts and, and minds. Stories, parables, spiritual representations, and physical things were all his primary methods to connect with those that, as he described, had ears to hear and eyes to see. And while there are different lessons that can be found in these symbols all around us, there's one lesson that can be found in all of them. God taught that in scriptures that all things are created and made to bear record of me. Of all the lessons in nature or in any physical environment or anything that we come across that God has had a hand in creating, the most important lesson for us to see is him in them. Everything that he has made has been designed to teach and to testify to us of Christ, who He is, and what He can do. In fact, have you ever just stopped to look at the creations around us and to look for Christ in them? Everything from the dependence of life on light from the sun, to the process of photosynthesis, to the seasons themselves, teach and testify of Christ and His mission, and how much we need Him to grow and to become all that we can become. I would invite you the next time that you're out in nature, even if it's just for a minute or two, to ask yourself, how is what I'm experiencing trying to teach me something about Christ? There's a reason in the scriptures that prophets would often go to the mountains to find God. And it wasn't just about elevation. Which really brings me to my message for you today. Of all the symbols that there are in the world that teach and testify of Christ, there's one that is most dear to my heart and should be to all of ours. And that is the symbol of a mother. In fact, I'm not sure there's a better symbol for Christ and his love for us and for all that he can do and will do for us than that of a loving mother. To me, that title is incredibly sacred. Even Christ used the most powerful symbol of love that he knew, the love of a mother, to teach of his love for us. In Isaiah 49:15 through 16 he says, "Can a woman or mother forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, but I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands; thy walls are continually before me." In Matthew 23:37 he said, "How often would I have gathered thy children together even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wing?" A mother, although often unrecognized by others and even by her, bears testimony of Christ in almost everything that she does, almost every day. 
Now, how is that? How is a mother a symbol for Christ? Well, there's no better place to start than with a mother's cooking and all that she does to feed her family. Most can't think of mom without thinking about her cooking. I know I certainly can't. Doesn't matter if it was just a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast or macaroni and cheese for lunch, a quick sandwich after a hard day of playing or an amazing Sunday dinner gathered as a family, or the incredible Thanksgiving dinner spread that she'd spent all week on. It's mothers that feed the bodies of a family of humans. It's Christ that feeds the spirits of the human family. As he taught, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. One of his greatest miracles was taking a few loaves of bread and a few fish and feeding over 5,000. I have seen the same miracle performed by mothers who have taken what little they've had and somehow fed a few teenagers who could eat as much as 5,000. And what about a mother and the simple task of doing laundry? There may not be more time given to those a mother loves than in doing their laundry over the years, getting stains out and making sure that those in her care look clean and nice. With every wash, every stain she gets out, she bears testimony of what the Savior can and will do for us. In Revelations 14.7, it's recorded, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. As the Savior taught, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Just as He washed the feet of His apostles, He can wash us clean from the stain of sin. Mothers also spend so much time cleaning the house and picking up after those that she loves. From picking up toys to doing dishes, they give so much time to keeping things clean. Big messes, small messes, dirty messes, and even gross messes that no one else will touch. It's mothers that roll up their sleeves, go to work, and make what was dirty and even disgusting clean again. And they do this over and over, day after day, without taking any recognition for it. Like mothers, the Savior spent much of his life cleaning up that which was dirty and what most others wouldn't touch. And he too would do it without seeking any recognition for it. As the scriptures record, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him, saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightway charged him, forthwith sent him away, and saith unto him, See, thou sayest nothing to any man. Mothers also are pretty good at fixing things. After all, who was the first person you'd run to in order to fix something that you loved that was broken? How many toys, pictures, injuries, drama with friends, school projects has mom helped fix? Moms fix things. That's just what they do. Like mothers, Christ couldn't help but be moved with compassion whenever he saw that which was broken in those he was around and he would heal them. And he saith unto them, Behold, my bowels are filled with compassion towards you. Have ye any that are sick among you? Bring them hither. Have ye any that are lame, or blind, or halt, or maimed, or leprous, or that are withered, or that are deaf, or that are afflicted in any manner? Bring them hither, and I will heal them. And when they can't fix things, well, mothers are pretty good at comforting those that they love when they're sad. Of all the things a mom longs to fix, it's a broken heart. How many tears have mothers wiped away off the faces of those she loves? When hurting, there's something about a mother's hug that just feels like heaven's embrace. 
And just like with mothers, when it's all said and done, there isn't a tear that will fall or that has fallen that won't be wiped away by the Savior one day. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. You know, mothers are also experts at finding what was lost. Something is truly never lost until mom doesn't know where it is. I can't tell you how many times my mother helped me to find something that I couldn't. In fact, she still does today. Mom is the first place we go to find something that's missing. Like mothers, Christ came here to seek out and find those that are lost. As he said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. If a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which has gone astray? How many of us have seen a mother drop the ninety-nine other things she was doing to help with the one thing that was important to us? Mothers remind us of what matters most, and maybe sometimes too much. (laughs) Don't forget your lunch. Did you get your homework done? Did you make your bed today? Don't forget to brush your teeth and say your prayers. Remember who you are. Did you get that appointment made? And make good choices. (laughs) And maybe most importantly, don't forget to call your mother. (laughs) Where would any of us be without mom reminding us of something important, something that we needed to do, or something we would have forgotten had she not. As a child and teenager, you may have seen this as a little bit of nagging and and maybe even a little annoying. But as an adult, trust me, you'll see it as love and with a thankful heart. Like mothers, the Savior gently reminds us of those things that matter most as well. As he said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. We've all had those moments where we felt him reminding us, just like our mothers, of things that were truly important. Maybe something like spending more time with our family, children, or spouse, or reaching out to a friend that was in need, or being the first to apologize in an argument. Maybe it was taking care of yourself a little bit better and helping to prioritize what needed to be prioritized. I see those reminders both for my mother and the Savior as some of the greatest blessings in my life. Mothers always teach us to be our very best because they see the best in us. I've often heard the phrase when someone is doing something that they maybe shouldn't, hey, what would your mother say? (laughs) There's always one person that still believes in us even if we don't believe in ourselves. We will never have a bigger fan than the good mothers in our lives. As a favorite example from my own life, as luck would have it, I once hit a half-court shot at the buzzer during an overtime high school basketball game. It was a game my senior year against Leighton High, and it was the shot that won the game. I remember just like it was yesterday after hitting the shot, turning towards the bench knowing that my team would be rushing towards me to celebrate. But what I didn't expect to see was the first person running towards me from the stands ahead of all my teammates was my own grandmother. (laughs) who embraced me harder than all of my team combined. One of my most favorite memories ever. Like good mothers, the Savior will never give up on us, never leave us, and will always be the first there to celebrate our victories or help pick us up from our losses. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Paul once said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. 
As God said in another scripture, Fear not what man can do, for God shall be with you forever and ever. Mothers also are pretty good at teaching through example. In a letter written by a mother to President Monson, a former prophet and leader of my faith, she expressed this concern. Sometimes I wonder if I make a difference in my children's lives, especially as a single mother working two jobs to make ends meet. I sometimes come home to confusion, but I never give up hope. My children and I were watching a television broadcast of General Conference, and you were speaking about prayer. And my son made the statement, Mother, you've already taught us that. I said, What do you mean? And he replied, Well, you've taught us to pray and showed us how. But the other night I came to your room to ask you something and found you on your knees praying to Heavenly Father. If he's important to you, he'll be important to me. The letter concluded, I guess you'll never know what kind of an influence you'll be until a child observe you doing something yourself that you've tried to teach them to do. What a wonderful lesson a child learned from his mother. Some of the best lessons I've ever learned have come from watching my own mother. Like in mothers, Christ's best teachings weren't found in what he said, but in what he did. As he said, For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Mothers make time and make memories. The simple games, the fun conversations, the walks, the trips to the park, the field trips, the practices, the recitals, the ball games, or hundreds of other things that mothers give their time to, a mother's children know that they come first. Although a mother's work is never done, it's often paused just long enough to convey the powerful message that you matter. In the midst of all that the Savior had to do and accomplish for the entire human family, He still made time for each of the little children that came to Him to let them know that they were loved and that they mattered to Him. As it's recorded in scriptures, Then there were brought unto Him little children, that He should put His hands on them and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And it came to pass that he commanded that their little children should be brought. So they brought their little children and set them down upon the ground round about him. And Jesus stood in the midst, and the multitude gave way until they had all been brought unto him. And as another symbol, just when their work is done, mothers get up and do it all again the next day. Growing up, it was not uncommon to find my mom passed out with her head down on the kitchen table or sitting on the couch at the end of a long day. But what is amazing is that without fail, laying besides her was always a pen and paper that had been used to make a list for what needs to be done tomorrow. Day in and day out, mothers give their lives for their kids. If that's not like Christ, then I don't know what is. As the Lord taught, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. For my work is not yet finished, neither shall it be until the end of man, neither from that time henceforth and forever. Like a stone making ripples in a pond, both the Savior and a mother's influence will be felt throughout your life. President Nelson, the current leader of my faith, told the true story a while ago of Elder Frank Croft, a younger missionary who was serving in the state of Alabama in the very early days of the church and how his mother's influence helped rescue him and was able to even change the hardest of hearts. While preaching to the people, he was forcefully abducted by a vicious gang to be whipped and lashed across his bare back. Elder Croft was ordered to remove his coat and shirt before he was tied to a tree. As he did so, a letter that he had recently received from his mother fell to the ground. The vile leader of the gang picked up the letter. Elder Croft closed his eyes and uttered a silent prayer. 
the attacker read the letter from Elder Croft's mother. From a copy of that letter, President Nielsen quotes this, My beloved son, remember the words of the Savior when he said, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for you will have your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Also remember the Savior upon the cross, suffering from the sins of the world, when he had uttered these immortal words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Surely, my boy, they who are mistreating you know not what they do, or they would not do it. Sometime, somewhere, they will understand, and then they will regret their action, and they will honor you for the glorious work you are doing. So be patient, my son, love those who mistreat you, and say all manner of evil against you, and the Lord will bless you and magnify you. Remember also, my son, that day and night your mother is praying for you. Elder Croft watched the hateful man as he studied the letter. He would read a line or two, then sit and ponder. He arose to approach his captive. The man said, Feller, you must have a wonderful mother. You see, I once had one too. Then addressing the mob, he said, Men, after reading this Mormon's mother's letter, I just can't go ahead with the job. Maybe we had better let him go. Elder Croft was released without harm. Any mother's influence will be just as helpful and long-reaching in any life. Now, for those that haven't had, that can't have, or won't have the opportunity to be a mother, I believe that no woman will be denied the blessings of being a mother that lives the best life that she can and desires to be one. Whether in this life or the next, that opportunity and blessing will come. There are also opportunities to be mother-like and to make a difference to children all around us every single day. I've been so thankful for all of my daughter's teachers, the administrators, the parental volunteers that have been making a difference in the lives of those children that they've had influence over in school, in church, and in the community. My daughters are better because of you. When any of us does anything to make a child smile or develop for good in some way, in those moments we are possibly closer to heaven and closer to Christ than at any other time. Mom has always been and always will be the heart of the home. My hope is that mothers everywhere and anyone who can be a positive influence on children would recognize the value of what they do every day and that they would always remember, especially after a hard day, that what they're doing with their children day in and day out is only second to God and is patterned after how His love is expressed to us. What mothers do in our lives is the very embodiment of what Christ has done and is doing for us in life. Years ago, I wrote a poem for my mom as part of a talk that I gave in church. And it went something like this, titled, A Poem for Mom. <laughs> a mother's love is always there. A mother's love will always care. No matter what, the worse for wear, a mother's love you'll always share. She gives and gives until the day is done and keeps up the fight until your battles are won. With never much a thought to her own, having a mother, you are never alone. It's in the little things that she does each day that shows you and I that there's a better way. Her life is designed to point us to the one that can make sure her work gets done. So much alike our mother and he, they both give of themselves so that we can be free. To me, Christ and mother are the same. Sacrifice and love is what makes up their name. Because of her, I know him more. Her life has taught me what he died for. Christ is the light, the truth, and the way, and because of my mother, with him I'll stay.
She points me to him so that she can be my loving mother throughout all eternity. Love you, mom. And happy Mother's Day to all the women out there in whatever way they are mothers to others. Remember, God could not be everywhere, so he gave us you. No challenge or invitation today, because what I'd hope you do shouldn't take a reminder or even a holiday to remember. Just try to love your mom a fraction of how much she loves you. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and this is The Daily Drive.